Hey everybody, I'm Coach Carlson, and I'm back with the Fearless Coach Podcast, where we tackle some of the biggest issues plaguing coaches and educators. I'm hoping that you survived your first full fall season or semester back from pandemic. If it did not go well, I am with you. If you are still on the hunt in the postseason, I'm sending you my most fearless energy to you and your programs. So today I'm just going to jump right into it. For those of you who follow the Fearless platform through coaching, leadership, and by extension, the journeys of those within our network, you may already know that my specialty is highlighting and solving challenges in higher education. More notably in athletics, four months ago, I published Cancel Culture is Alive in Athletics, Here is How We Survive Part 1, with a promise to distribute Part 2. So since that time, there's been some pretty big shakeups in the world of higher education and Our constituency of educators are clawing their way through the 2021 fall semester, trying to survive the effects of a post-pandemic return to play. Our profession has become a much less promising place to work, and our leaders have needed me more than any of us have actually needed this second installment. But here it is. While the fearless perspective is not always met with support or shared willingness to acknowledge the most alarming trends in our profession, We have attempted to emphasize solutions to the struggles of educators who are shackled by this pending extinction of basic standards. Now, my desire to defend good coaches and educators who are being taken down by cancel culture has only intensified as more recently, another fearless coach who is a former dual sport NCAA athlete Olympian, and thanks to the lack of her administration's spine and gender bias, is now an ex-Division I NCAA head coach. Our educators and our coaches have had enough. We've hit this critical point where this has become a high urgency puzzle that few decision makers seem interested in solving, while the remainder seem a little content with hoping that this magically dissipates on its own. This is what I refer to as operating fearfully rather than fearlessly. And naturally, the pandemic has accelerated the ugliness of it all. As a result, I think it's time for a different angle to help drive the urgency home, not just for coaches and teachers who are being axed, pressured, or exhausted out of our profession, but also another voiceless group that is completely overlooked. That group I'm referring to are those specific athletes and students who are genuinely craving the opportunity to partake in an experience that includes basic standards, boundaries, adversity, and rewards that are based on merit and commitment. They do exist, but they're being drowned out by the megaphones of the complainers. Through a better understanding of what's happening to this small but motivated subset hidden amongst the group of the perpetually unsatisfied, we can ignite this awareness of the epidemic without having to draw such drastic party lines. How do do we do this? So I'm gonna tell you. One, we have to eliminate the all brush from our glossaries. Now, the term all brush refers to condemning or painting an entire group based on the actions of a few, such as all coaches are abusers or all athletes are entitled, all cops are bad, all doctors, all social workers, and so forth. We have become so polarized in our expressions of opinions and the fear of repercussion from disagreeing with one another that these societal effects are bleeding into our professional industries and relationships, and athletics is no exception. So two, we need to acknowledge the elimination of our positions. No one is immune from this. 
Now, this is my attempt to humanize our athletic and educator population and highlight the overinflated buzzwords and unfounded accusations that have led to careers being sabotaged. I want to open your eyes to the fact that people's lives are being turned upside down over something as simple as dissatisfaction over playing time, a grade, a disagreement in field positioning or strategy. For the most part, these career dismissals have been at the hands of an incredibly damaged population of post-pandemic student-athletes. Equally to blame is a key demographic of fatigued administrators and alleged university leaders who are either selectively ignorant to this epidemic or too fatigued to expend energy on deciphering fact from fiction. Now let's also not forget the group that is more than happy to allow its athletes to run the universities so they can have automatic legal cover when they fire employees in retaliation for requesting equal treatment for their program. So number three, we must acknowledge that toxic members of teams or groups dressed as victims exist. That's going to be a tough one for a lot of people. I understand. I'm going to take some hits on this. If you have ever been part of any team, any profession in any capacity, the undeniable figures of intentional cultural disruptors exists. Now, I'm not speaking about the young, immature player who needs some time and guidance to develop or needs some extra encouragement, nor am I suggesting that any leader should dismiss efforts to bring those disruptors around to get on board. I'm only asking that we first acknowledge their existence. It's pretty simple. Now, I realize that this is hard for any parent, teammate, or student to believe. And right about now, the mob on the other side of this computer (laughs) or this smartphone is pinning that behavior on the coach or the educator and urging them to just believe in the athlete or help them grow and teach them. I wholeheartedly agree. I agree with the role of the educator playing a part in working with troubled athletes or students. However, if most of you knew even a fraction of how truly taxing it has become as an educator to assist young adults who are repeatedly retaliating in the most malicious of ways against anyone attempting to offer them expansion in their growth, you may have a bit more empathy for why our group is so tired. Now, I've been writing about this topic for years, garnishing your silent likes and your private emails from those confirming what I already know is not only transpiring across the board, but it is rapidly accelerating. So we have to acknowledge that toxic members exist. Number four, I want you to reframe the responsibility to the professional world to help change our motives. We need to reframe what we're doing here. As a reminder, we are the ones setting up future employers of our athletes and students to be crushed or canceled. We're the ones. This is the dress rehearsal. The repercussions of this pattern and the enormity of the issue are not solely affecting coaches or educators, but also as I mentioned, the athletes and the students themselves as we send our next generation of college grads out into the world armed with resumes that include accolades such as anonymously having their coaches or professors fired. Now add in the calculated skill set for dealing with hard conversations or conflicts by quitting their profession via viral Instagram post, and we can officially no longer claim that athletes are the most employable. Coaches, teachers, and really anyone in an authority position now has two rapidly shrinking choices. 
Those are to be silenced or to be removed. We're losing the middle ground and our allowance for space to work to be better or improve has been eliminated by tweets and social media bullhorns calling for heads without context or evidence. Now, I urge you to continue to keep listening without surrendering to the temptation to pick one side or the other. Both the coach and the athlete student, they both matter, so stay balanced for the remainder of this cast. I'm speaking to encourage, to motivate, and have you recognize those doing it for all the right reasons and with the healthiest of intentions who are having careers sabotaged and futures dimmed. So number five is, I want you to recruit the right ones to fight this battle. Now, I'm not writing to only defend coaches or to paint young adults as the only problem. I'm here to send a plea to every one of our athletes within our teams who are desperately trying to negotiate this experience they signed up for while institutions are actively dumbing down the pathways and curriculums for the masses to suit those individuals with the lowest level of interest, commitment, and accountability. Educators, as you trudge through this year trying extra hard to identify leaders in a haystack and rack your brains out over why your constituency is so divided, so confused, mistrusting, unwilling to compete, and reluctant to buy into the standard of your program, please allow me to redirect you in focusing on the handful of individuals that are screaming for the experience we are desperately fighting to preserve. Now, we could all just call this a war on coaches or even a war on women coaches, since women coaches, in my experience, have been 10 times more likely than males to be targeted by the student athlete. However, throughout all the cases I've seen or been a part of and the fearless coaches I've worked with, I've been forced to evolve in my diagnosis of this systemic issue. We are at a really big tipping point where this may be creeping closer to becoming less of a war on coaches or even women coaches than a war on basic standards, a war on accountability, and anything that resembles the dying concept of the non-negotiable. Women just happen to be the first of the casualties, and this is early on. Now, despite this battle waged by athletes who express dissatisfaction over simple feedback, basic instruction, or anything that deals with the intangible parts of being a good contributor or team member, I urge you to empower and highlight the ones willing to work through the darkest parts of their journey with curiosity, enthusiasm, and trust in their arsenal. You can start by sending them this podcast to let them know you see them. Number six, I want you to support those athletes who are outnumbered because another area under attack is the athlete-to-athlete relationship where there is an active movement by the small disgruntled factions who hold hostage the commodities of social capital and inclusion as means to influence those other players to move away from the standard in place. The sleepless nights so many of us commit to and figuring out a way through the thick of team conflict or lack of buy-in is also impacted by the efforts of those disruptors to weaken the resolve of the less vocal who choose to operate in facts rather than feelings. Now, although those with buy-in believe in the system of basic standards and desire high performance, the incoming competitors you recruited to assist and build or rebuild culture are being boxed out. They're being shamed or isolated into conforming from the moment they arrive. Discord between teammates has become too difficult 
and uncomfortable for them to navigate due to so little practice. The natural response now has become for them to push anyone out, including their leaders, who presents consequences or even a level of required preparedness for competition or challenge. I know it's frustrating as a leader when you have those few that get it. You watch them and you work with them on their struggle to develop the tools to scale their work ethic, to have their best values go viral amongst the squad. I'm urging you to not give up on them. Number seven, avoid allowing your frustration in this process to take charge. The right ones are listening. And at times, I know the unresponsiveness or silence of your player allies during big team moments can be disheartening. I want you to rest assured that this is not a sign that they do not want to support the standard or the program mission. The silence from those who are on board is a survival mechanism. It's a survival mechanism in the jungle of their social structure that they must endure the other 21 hours per day in coach's absence. This is precisely why that go-getter recruit you watched for two to three years on the scouting trail who is now a junior on your squad has opted to go quiet and keep the peace with the mob of their peers. Now, it doesn't mean that they've lost their drive, but it may mean that they're frozen in figuring out how to do more than lead by example when the vast majority of their teammates refuse to look up from their phones long enough to emulate the most positive behaviors. Across the spectrum of your exhaustion as an educator are your priorities and where to place your energy. Those few athletes who offer active nonverbal are the ones who are so hungry for connection. Offering that connection to them often and rewarding them for their engagement is what is causing the now wildly popular coach has favorites accusation. You know that, you know that accusation well. Do not fear that. I want you to own that. There's nothing fairer than offering praise to those who are completing their tasks. When you hear coach has favorites, I don't want you to fear it. Own it. Number eight, share the fearless message with no apologies to those attempting to silence and cancel. This one gets me a little fired up. So to those who do not want the basic standard of performance, tell them it's okay to tag out. Explain that they do not have to finish what they started or work to desecrate the experience for everyone else in the process just because of their decision to quit. Just because it's not for them does not mean that they have the right to deny it to everyone else by removing, canceling, orchestrating, or sabotaging good leaders and educators with whom they disagree. This pendulum is swinging so hard the other way. Those of us that they are trying to banish due to their desire to manufacture excuses in place of ownership, we're going to start fighting back and the fearless coach is here for all of it. I want you to know that. Now, no one is claiming that every educator and every coach is a good one, nor should any of us be immune to being held accountable for bad behavior. I support doing the right thing, and we can all do that without destroying the good ones during the hunt for the few. So cancel culture fans, our educators and coaches are sick of being wrongfully terminated based on your uncontrolled feelings and litigious fear by institutions, I think it might be time to be more mindful about your language and lock down those anonymous student Google Docs we know you've been stockpiling for that rainy complaint day. I know all about those. And while the mantra about individuality, equality, is rightfully being given a voice in this time, in 2021, the unmoving commitment you have to not align your behavior for the good of the team is an incredibly arduous and disruptive equation for any coach, captain, or admin to solve. 
This idea that all opinions are valid, everyone is right, no one is wrong, will continue to prove itself to be highly problematic in the operations and maintenance of teams, both outside and inside athletics. Number nine, support those who live the standard by offering them our patience. When you think you're alone as a coach, remember your young players who subscribe to the value of being held accountable. They're often vulnerable to the temptation of trading their resolve for that dopamine rush produced by that sporadic communal complaining session about coach, about a policy or teammate. These are normal and temporary slips. So try not to obsess over that dynamic to the point that you're driving yourself crazy. Bring your focus back to the individuals who still have interest in structure, early morning strength sessions, increasing their sports IQ, a desire to be on time, and those who elect to sign up for extra individual work because they love the game. Even if they're not the most talented or the quickest study, this behavior sends clear messages about values and standards. These are the same students who turn their papers in on time. These are the same students that never ask for extensions and accept that syllabus provided as a guide instead of a flexible tool to identify loopholes in a professor's planning or question their fitness level as an educator. Number 10, three simple words, hold the line. In the face of all that's happening, it is the path of least resistance to coach in fear and to start altering the standard of what you know in order to keep your position. I understand that. Whether admin encourages or forces you to throw out your standards or you double down on them for the sake of preserving the process you know is most productive, hold the line. I want you to resist dropping the bar further for your one-star critics because we know that demeaning and demanding are two different things. And the powers that be are waving the white flag by equating and confusing these terms with one another. Much of our admin system in athletics is completely lost on how to create pathways for improvement in effective communication, building trust, and they are struggling to be anything other than reactive. So we're going to have to, we're going to have to do this. When accusations arise, many admins are legally advised that they have the option to retain or fire. This presents us with a choice to either flex for the one or two who wish to sink the ship or to hold on to the core attributes of what is expected of team members. Now, regardless of how you triage accusations, the end goal will be to have you removed anyway. So I want you to ask yourself, would I rather be terminated for coaching due to enforcing basic standards and promoting accountability, or will I lower the bar only to be dismissed after I return from that classic, quote, temporary leave? Now, your choice is personal. And it's only up to you. Fearless coach advice. Hold the line. Now, the current climate could very well be a residual effect of the pandemic. We could call it an ugliness in the air that is unrelenting in its pursuit to recruit more mediocre mindsets. We can call it whatever we want. But the fact of the matter is our bar is dropping so rapidly that instead of supporting and recognize those doing it right, we are pumping out hours of meetings after classes or practices to field complaints or excuses of those not invested or are looking for a diversion away from owning their performance or results. Educators, it's that class you spent so much time crafting and preparing that was met with complete silence or that special motivational pregame or training speech you were so passionate about, yet it failed to draw anything other than stares. It's like being in a room full of owls. It's killing your passion. I get it. It's sharing a timeless lesson about integrity, punctuality, the nature of competition, or aspects of being a team only to be responded to with rolling eyes, poor body language, 
and a default reception of fear as if they're being scolded rather than being taught something new. It's exhausting us. I get it. Our industry has overloaded itself to focus on the individuals of the lowest standard of productivity. So those who are minding the rules and navigating the hurdles with their tools are being overlooked, overworked, and undervalued. My message for that group within the group that gets it. To the educators and athletes who signed up to face the normal and healthy pressures of a new environment, basic standards, and transition challenges, I see you. I support you and I appreciate you. When you feel like you're being silenced by those who rebuke basic rules or struggle to demonstrate ownership over their shortcomings, know that this adversity is simply building a foundation to separate you from the pack and offer a quicker path to your fearless. This is not a declaration or a threat to those interested in cutting corners and skirting the standards, but rather it is a promise to those who are fighting to maintain access to the hard lessons and the messengers of those hard lessons who teach us to respect and uphold them. To my fearless colleagues and to those athletes, I pledge to you that I will hold the line. Thanks so much for joining me this week. You can follow me on Twitter at TF Coach Carlson. Find out more about the upcoming Fearless Coaches movement. Until then, be fearless.